From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Tofi Zimnicki talks to us about the importance of exploring and developing a portfolio when thinking about making the transition into becoming a full-time sports scientist. Why your internships is the time to figure out what kind of coach you want to be and the technologies that are going to be the most important sports science within the next five years. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones that's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information, on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. I guess what would be some advice? And I guess I'll ask you two aspects of this question. For first, the coach that's looking more into the 
transitioning just to sports science because there are most of most of what I've seen out there right now is assistant strength coach and director of sports science or the coach that everybody goes to for sports science. But there are a, some positions out there. You're you're just sports science of this team or sports science of you know other either football or whatever it may be. Um, what are some pieces of advice you would give to a strength coach that could find themselves on the fence? Like, do I want to pursue sports science fully or do I stick with being a strength coach that kind of moonlights as the sports science specialist? Definitely. Um, I think that's, I mean, that's a great question. I think, I think it really comes down to um, let's, let's identify first, like, you know, what, you know, what do you want to do in the sports science setting? Like what is, you know, what is your goal? by being a sports scientist. And, and my goal for the most part is trying to alleviate that, that time pain point that a lot of people have when they know they want to look at something, they don't have enough time to invest in looking at it. Um, and it just kind of sits there. Um, so I like to come in and help people out be like, Hey, like, you know, I can, I can run some quick, I guess, data pulling and we can look at this together and we can solve some, or we can, we can give yourself some answers that you've been looking for. So like, I like to solve problems and help people out in that aspect. So like that for me is a big driver and, I was very fortunate enough to be like good with numbers and, and good with data. So, um, for me, it's like, I like to help people out, um, in that sense. But if you are looking to go for, you know, just a sole sports science role, um, and you want to make a transition from, um, you know, just a sole sport coach, let's say, or a strength coach, let's say, um, that maybe dabbles with data on the back end, or maybe their own stuff, maybe they help some people out. Um, I think your best way to showcase that you can make that transition is you need some sort of like portfolio or profile of, of what you can do. Um, and I think it's, it's tough because if you can't get your hands on data, you know, it's, it's kind of a hard transition. If you're not, if you're the department you're, you're working for, doesn't collect data, it doesn't value data, then it's, it's going to be hard to start collecting that. Um, I think looking, looking into avenues that you can start to, you know, I guess make that, make that situation and scenario happen for yourself. You know, if you're, if you're surrounded by people that are not data-driven people, like you kind of have to be on your own and then start to make your own portfolio of like, this is how I analyze data. This is what I can do. This is what I can do with limited resources, you know, because when you walk in or you start talking to somebody and they, they say like, why should we take you on as, you know, a sport coach turned sport scientist, you know, what can you offer? You know, having something on the back end to be to be like, hey, like you know, with this team, we were able to go from X to Y, and I mean, when you have numbers to put that, you know, put behind that, it's pretty powerful. And if you don't have that on paper, like if you don't have it in uh, an Excel file or a Google Sheet, you don't have some graphics to go with it. It's a hard selling point, you know. Um, so I think having information on a, on a ready and really like building up some sort of portfolio of like, this is how I analyze GPS. This is how I analyze strength information. This is what I can do with both those things combined. Um, you know, getting, getting into the nitty gritty and just like playing around with the information and seeing what you can get, um, while pulling on, you know, the research that's out there and trying to make your own assumptions based on the population you have. So, um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. It's like, if you're, if you're not a hundred percent a sports scientist right now, um, or in the sports science realm directly, um, and that's your sole title, um, I would say try as much as you can to get your hands on some information and start to mess around with it and get some sort of portfolio of like five or six different things of, of, you know, uh, projects that you worked on and they can be projects that you came up with because if you can solve a problem on your own, that's, that's huge. It's absolutely Def huge. Definitely. And 
And what would you say is some advice you'd give to the younger strength coach that might be in a GA or their internship? Because you definitely were a strength coach first and you, you became a strength coach at a very high level. Like what was some things or some advice that you were able to take when we have all been there in an internship and you're wondering like, is this really what I want to do with my life um, that helped you stay the course and become like a full-time strength coach and, and keep going. I remember that. I remember that moment. Well, when you're sitting there, you're like, what am I doing? And what, how did I get here? Um, especially like an internship. I, I mean, I love my internship. I thought it was great, um, but it was hundred percent wild. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was nice. good. Um, so, I mean, as a young coach, I think, and I was hundred uh, percent at fault for this myself, but I think as a young coach, a lot of people are just very eager to get out what they know. Um, and they want to showcase that like uh, the time they spent in that textbook was, was well worth it. And they absorbed all the, all, all the knowledge they could and like not necessarily have all the answers they have, but like they want to seem like they're, they're up and with it. I think for me, s- taking a step back, you know, sitting down and just trying to take in all the information that I was getting during my internship, during my GA, and then trying to really figure out what I can take in and apply to myself to make myself a better coach. You know, what, what I saw around me from my other interns that I could take in because they were going through the same sort of like struggles and then kind of, I guess, um, identifying in themselves what they can work on and what they need to get better at. Um, but the coaches around me as well of saying like, you know, what do they do really well? What are they really good at? You know, what are areas that they may need to improve in? And then how does that reflect in myself? How can I kind of like step up and, and maybe help out where I'm needed, but without overstepping my bounds and kind of like getting into a situation where I'm going to put myself or an athlete at risk. So I think as someone that's an intern or as someone that's coming up as a GA, I think really, that time is is hundred percent for you in trying to figure out what kind of coach you're going to mold into in the next five years. And then how that's going to take shape five years after that, right? Like where do you, you know, that time should be really kind of identifying what coach you are, because I'll tell you right now, when I get in the weight room, I am not a screamer. I am not going to jump up and down. Um, maybe on max out day. Cause I love max out day. Like I love that, but it's a, it's a different energy, but on a regular basis, like I'm, I, you know, I step into the weight room, um, the athletes know I'm there. I have that presence. I'm, you know, I have a good relationship. I like to think that I have a good relationship with a lot of my athletes and that I can go up to them and have a conversation in any given moment of their lift. So like, that's kind of the presence that I had. It was much more casual and saying like, it was a, it was a mutual kind of respect thing. Like I respect that you're here. You're giving me your time, you know, please respect that I'm here and try to give you my time as well and trying to make you a better athlete. So, um, I kind of identified that when I was an intern because I had, you know, I was mostly one-on-one or like maybe one-on-four with athletes as an intern. And I was able to kind of build a rapport with them. So I took that through to the next step. Um, There's one thing that uh, coach Newman, uh, coach Tom Newman would always tell us as interns, always tell all the intern classes. Um, And I say this a lot because it's a great saying and I love it. Um, But any of your clients, any of your athletes, um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that's a phenomenal saying. And the fact that like, you really like this, this business is very much personal. And, you know, I working in data sometimes maybe take the personal, the, the personalization out of it um, because it, it becomes numbers. It can be, it becomes a little less human, but those numbers and the people you apply those numbers to are human themselves. So uh, for me, it's like, you have to care about the person in front of you. You have to care that they're an individual as well. And they're going through whatever they're going through outside of the four walls of that weight room. So um, I think 
that is a huge thing for, for new and up and coming coaches to understand that like, this is a people business. You have to have those soft skills of just understanding that like, you know, you're going to have to push people. Um, but everyone's going to have a limit and you got to know when to rein it everything back in. Um, and you got to be able to identify that because it's, it's super, super important um, for, for kind of coaching, especially young athletes. So um, I think that's, that's a huge piece of advice that I try to give when I was running the internship um, in my capacity at Yale, I would always try to, you know, echo that back. Like you really got to understand, like, these are people that you're sitting in front of and, you know, they're going to respond to you with the energy that you give them. And if it's all negative all the time, they're going to give back negative energy all the time. So I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that I try to, I guess, instill in, in young coaches is like, you gotta, you gotta know this is a people business as, as many numbers as you can collect, but you know, the people in front of you, you're, it's, it's their time. It's their hour, right? They should, they showed up. It's, it's kind of like you're on stage. You got to put on the show for them and make sure that their hour is the most enjoyable hours and the most progressive hour they can get in that day. So. No doubt. Yeah. That, that, I think that's, that's some great advice. And, and like you said, we've all been there. We all know how to, you know, take what we liked. And then, I mean, there might be some stuff there that you're like, look, I didn't like that. And I, w- I want to include it, but Oh, you get a good chance to see who you are and what type of coach you want to be. And I think that's an important thing. Now, what advice would you give to the strength coach that essentially what you are or what you were, you know, up until April of this year, you were a full blown assistant strength coach and, you know, sports scientist, but um, now you're solely a sports scientist and you're with a company. Like what advice would you give to that strength coach that's perhaps on the fence of being like, look, maybe I do want to just become a sports scientist, you know, work with a company. You know, Cause I, I, I'm assuming you had that same conversation with yourself. Like I did all this work to become a strength coach. Do I want to let go of that coaching aspect to follow something of your other passions? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a tough conversation to have because you know, I, I love being a coach and I, and I still do. And I, you know, um, you know, I have no, I have no problem being a coach and I, it was a great five years and I will always look fondly back on it. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, when you start evaluating the time you have any given day and the dedication it takes on a consistent basis, and you have an opportunity to kind of explore a different avenue that you, you know, I at least can comfortably say that like, I'm, decently good at it. Am I the best? Probably not. There's plenty of people better than I am, I'm sure. But um, I have an opportunity to explore that and expand on it further and become a little bit better at it and, you know, push my way into an area where I can be a successful sports scientist at a pretty high level. Um, You know, part of that was just, you know, going through the the trials of being a strength coach and then pushing to a high level as well. So um, I saw an opportunity where I could, you know, start to, um, free up a little bit more time to focus on this thing that I did pretty well. I was pretty good at, and I could start to expand on that further, uh, in just a different setting. And I think it's, it's nice because I can still kind of be involved with sport coaches and, and have, I guess that, that continuous dialogue of athletics and kind of helping people identify what can make them, um, you know, more efficient, more effective coach and free up some of their time as well. Um, because they can use systems that allow for that. So, um, I think it's, it's really, you, you, 
if you're looking or if you're on the fence and you want to make a switch, I think evaluate what's really important to you. And by the time I got to the end of my fifth year, I was starting to say, Hey, look like, you know, these 12 hour days are starting to be a grind, man. Um, so I said, you know, for me, I think right now where I am at my life and what I was able to do as a coach, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the five years and the successes my teams had. So for me, when I was going into it, I said, I want to win championships. And then I won a few championships and I was like, all right, well, I could push a little bit further, but now I have this opportunity where I can kind of go in a different direction whilst kind of staying in the same realm, but I can expand on a talent that I didn't really know I had when I started five years ago. So it was, it was unique. It was a unique time. It was a unique opportunity. And I, and, and for me, it was, you know, ultimately I think it was, it was a good decision. It was the right decision. So definitely. And this is just a question that I was just thinking of just talking with you right now is, is it possible for someone just to start out and be a sports scientist the whole time? Or do you think you should work your way up as a, a strength and conditioning coach and get in the performance side of coaching and then transition into sports science? Like, can you have one without the other or are they both intertwined right in currently? Yeah, I, you know, that's, that's a tough question because there, I'm, there's definitely people that could probably never step foot in the weight room and, and still figure it out. Is it likely? I don't know if it's going to be hundred percent, every case of person that does it. Right. I think I'm very fortunate that I took the route that I did and I'm very lucky to have identified that I could, I guess, analyze information like I do, but I also have that understanding of like, you know, walking out on a floor and knowing the chaos that goes into running 45 athletes at once, you know, like when you walk onto a floor of a football, you know, with a football lift, it's different. It's just different. And it's like, I, you know, I know that I wouldn't be able to be in the head strength coach's ear saying like, you know, just rattling off numbers because he would look at me like, I need you to like, stop right now. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, I have the nice kind of skill of, of identifying that like, yeah, the sports science is super important, but there's a time and a place. And there's always context, to the information, because if you don't know what goes on in a weight room, when you're sitting there, you know, and someone's maybe not listening directly 100% to the information, but like you look over and that person that like that strength coach is adapting the information to is their best goal scorer on the soccer team. Like, it, you know, you can be 100% confident in the information, but if you want to, you know, deviate just a little bit to pull back that day on your best player or best performer, like if you're someone that's so bound up by like numbers, 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 and you just don't see the context of what's in front of you, I think that's very, that's a very difficult selling point to be like, you know, I can insert myself into any staff and, and, I've walked in their shoes before and I know the feeling that you get when you get into a crazy lift and things are just going all over the place. Right. So I've, I'm very fortunate to see that. I'm very fortunate to, you know, at least being invited to games and go to practices to see how these athletes perform on a regular basis. I think someone that's a sports scientist that has never stepped foot in the weight room, step foot in the weight room, do it, do an internship in a weight room. And maybe completely out of your realm. Maybe you don't necessarily want to be a coach. Maybe you talk to that, you know, that staff before you even get there. Be like, hey, look, like I'm really just interested in sports science, but like 
it's going to be important for me to see what goes on because as a sports scientist, you're going to interact with the sport coach. You're going to interact with the strength coaches. You're going to interact with the medical staff. I'm sure at some point, like if you've never interacted them before or seen those departments interact, you know, by themselves, but also in conjunction with each other, you know, you're going to, you're kind of in for a culture shock, I think. Right. Like it's, it's, it is its own athletics is its own culture. And if all you know is a book and you've never read people before that are working in the industry, like that's, it's tough. I think it's tough. I think, you know, that's something that people should really take, shouldn't take lightly is, is the understanding of what people do on a daily basis that you're going to interact with um, to try to, I guess, um, present information to, to try to get them to have a conversation. So yeah, I think it's super important to know. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with a revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. Now, I, I think that's some really good advice. And that's one thing I, I find myself telling my interns a lot is, you know, there's a big difference in a theory of how things should work out and actually being there and seeing those stresses. And even some of the best interns I've had were a couple of athletic training interns. And I had to give, take my hat off to them because they were, you know, they, I knew they wanted to be an athletic trainer and they came and volunteered for me. And I, I was just as simple as just why, like, what's the point? And they're like, look, I think it'll help me become a better athletic trainer and help me communicate better with the strength staff. If I know what you guys are going through and see the stresses and they did it full fledged and they turned out to be two full-time uh, athletic trainers, but they also were, solid and became so functionally and sound in the weight room that they could be a strength coach if they wanted to. And I think that helps us better understand them and then better understand us. And, and and I even know what it's like to, you know, be around our athletic training staff all the time. And at one point where I previously was like, I was sharing an office with them. And, uh, you know, we, if we were ever travel, like you just see like the stresses of, being an athletic trainer, just like you're always busy. You're always looking after somebody. You're going to all the practices. So it helped me 
it helped us better understand each other. And by knowing at least if you've been in there, like you said, if you even do one internship, at least, you know, what that chaos looks like. So when you try to communicate with somebody, they better understand you better understand them. And then I think in turn, it helps them be more receptive and open to what you're saying. So, and I, I think that's some you know, really good information right there. Now, if you were to pick up the phone and call Tofu's of Nikki from five years ago, what would you tell him? Oh man. Um, uh, I would honestly, I would probably say, um, you know, really kind of get into the information now um, because, you know, five years ago, I was just like, oh yeah, like this is cool. And then probably two years after I started like working with data, like that's when it all kind of exploded. Um, I think maybe we could have done way more cutting edge stuff. Maybe we could have done, you know, maybe we probably could have been on the cusp of something a little bit greater. Um, It's, I think investing the time a little bit more heavily into like knowing exactly uh, what I know now as far as like how I could analyze data. I think that's, it took a long time because I think there were definitely times where I was like, I don't know if this is really going to you know, pan out to be anything crazy um, or if this is going to pan out to be anything super useful. But like, you know, once, once we put together that first piece of like that fatigue tracker for lacrosse and then like the end of that spring, I was like, Oh man, like we use that a lot. And I kind of just put it together and it, it worked, but like we could do a lot more with that information. And then I started to like that summer, I started to like learn a little bit more. Um, but you know, I would say the, you know, the start or the middle of like my second year at Yale, like that's when like things really took course and I started like pulling information. So I think, I think it could have served me a little bit better to start out like taking that a little bit more, not necessarily more seriously, but like just really like putting my head down and saying like, no, I'm going to learn all of this right now because I was still very much in the mindset of like, I'm going to be a coach and like, I'm going to coach. I think I wasn't listening to um, some of the people around me that said that, that would say like, Hey, like, you're not too bad at this. Like, this is some pretty good stuff. Like, this is pretty cool stuff. I was like, Oh, thanks. You know, I kind of just shrugged it off. I think if I, if I identified that I was doing that at a, a successful rate, that maybe I, I could be a little bit further along than I am now. Um, in what I do know. So, and I don't know where that, that function would be or like what I would, what I would be at, but um, I mean, I wish I kind of identified that I was, that I was capable of what I am now earlier. So definitely. No, I think that's great. And you know, what's something that you got coming up in the next calendar year that you're looking forward to or looking forward to learning about, or what, what do you got going on coming up? Um, so I don't know how much I'm supposed to say or what I'm allowed to say, <laughs> yeah, but no um, with, uh, with team brother, we got some pretty exciting stuff in the pipeline. Um, and I'm working on it pretty regularly at this point. Um, I don't, I can't give too much detail into what it is, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I think it's going to allow for uh, a pretty unique perspective um, for a lot of people, um, coaches, athletes, uh, private clients, whatever they may be. I think it's going to allow for some pretty cool perspective. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And then I'm really excited about what we can do um, in the, like the backend setting of, of team builder as well. So I think, I think right now I'm, I'm excited for what my job is laid out to be there and, and what I can kind of help um, 
with, uh, I guess the ex- expertise that I bring in, in being a strength coach for five years, knowing what it's like to use team builder on the fly and knowing things that like, I like to look at and in the conversations that I've had with coaches, what are the things that they're looking for out of team builder as well? Um, I think I can provide some unique perspective to what can be done, um, in the systems that are currently there and, and ultimately, you know, be a staple, uh, product for, uh, strength coaches, private coaches, and, you know, anybody that's looking to push the performance of, of people around them. So definitely now, I guess the kind of piggy back off that and maybe get an answer that you're able to talk about. Cause I know, I know we, don't want, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to get too much away what's going on out there, but, um, what do you see is the future of sports science? Like what piece of technology do you see potentially really exploding? Is it, I know, is it, is it wearables? Cause I know the Apple watch and all the stuff are, they're saying what they're capable of nowadays. And I don't know if it's accurate, accurate or valid or both, but um, is it wearables or is the force plate you're going to see, or is it the VBT technology? Like where's the, the next big wave coming from in sports science? Yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's going to be twofold and I think it's like force plates for sure. Um, those are 100%. I mean, just the amount of information that you can get out of that and the things that you can start to, I guess, pick out from those pieces of information about, about somebody that's on the plates is, is pretty drastic. Um, so I think force plates is, is going to be one of the bigger kind of booms in the next, I would say like five years, honestly, uh, because as, as like technology and the price to build things, I guess, equalizes and starts to become more readily available, um, because, you know, with every kind of new invention of micro technology and, you know, accessible and portable things, it, it explodes. Like, right. It's, you know, ever since the you know, first iPhone, I can remember when that first came out, but like, it's nowhere even close to what it is now. So, and that's, you know, we're looking at not too long of a timeline uh, between those two things. So I think the same goes with performance technology, like a force plate, I think consumer side stuff like that, you'll see that much more readily available and probably at a cheaper price point too. Um, I think wearables is the second and it's just in line with there uh, because consumer side wearables like the Apple watch, um, like a Fitbit, like a, like a fossil or a, uh, a polar or a Garmin, you know, a, I think the price point is pretty much steady where they're at and you can kind of go from like $50 all the way up to like $650. But the information that it can give you and things that can be done with it. Um, I think we're really just scratching the surface. Um, I know there was, there was one app that I read about, um, that it identifies if you're having a nightmare, uh, if you're someone that suffers from PTSD and the watch itself can identify that you're having an an episode in your sleep, and then it can wake you up to pull you out of that, which is kind of crazy to me. And like, it, like, that's, that's like something relatively new, but like that might be the initial phase of where we're at, because that's only going to get, you know, I guess refined over time. And it's going to branch into different sectors and, and areas. And I know, you know, uh, the Apple Watch that I have, it can, it's supposedly can tell you your blood O2, your oxygen levels and stuff. And I'm sure blood pressure might be the next. And, you know, I'm sure blood sugar is a thing that people want to read. I don't know how you'd get it in a watch, but, you know, people are going to push for those styles of readings that, you know, the bio, I guess the, the biometric data that you can get on this, that you can utilize yourself in home that is going to be something I think people are going to push for in all sectors, but then it becomes available to performance side as well, because people might have those, those uh, devices. So I think that could be an avenue, whether you're going to use all that data that, you know, people have out there, I don't know, but um, it's just going to be there. It's going to be there for people to consume and and utilize um, 
on their own behalf and then maybe open that up to a wider audience. Right. So um, I think that's definitely on the horizon of utilizing wearables that people already own uh, to make kind of assumptions, inferences, and, and kind of help them along with their, their daily journey. So. Definitely. And I, I think that's true. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, and I'm doing kind of like a case study on myself. I got the aura ring, you know, to track, you know, monitor the sleep a little bit better and going to get the, you know, chili pad. And I'm really going to try to, I guess, if it's biohack, it's going to be my sleep because, you know, I'm plenty strong, but the older I get, the more I realize my recovery is uh, more essential because I got to transition out of being the younger coach. That's just all caffeine and, and very little rest to, yeah, I got to take care of myself and my family right now. So I, I'm definitely going to try to, you know, get more information on that. And like you said, I mean, I got the watch too and all that stuff. So I think it's, I personally enjoy like the R ring and the app and the Apple watch and everything, just knowing that information you wouldn't normally have had five years ago is literally on our fingers and at the fingertips in an app. So I think that's some pretty cool stuff to look forward to. And especially with coaches and everything. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's, and like I said, it's, it's accessible. Like it's, it's easy. If you have the, you know, the resources, you know, you, you can walk into, you know, almost any electronics store at this point, and they probably have some sort of wearable that you, that will give you some decent readout readings. And it's only going to get better with time. It's only going to become more accurate. And I think that's, you know, it really, that really could push performance in, in a different direction. And like you said, with the recovery and sleep, because yeah, like living off caffeine and energy drinks is, is all good and well, but uh, you know, when you're trying to fall asleep and, and you can't, cause you're just wired, uh, what, what does it do to your body? And I think having that on hand is, it's huge. It's just good to see, because then you can start to like, be like, Hey, like, no, I, I need to, I need to start taking sleep a little more down. seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, if our listeners wanted to see what you got going on or catch up or reach out and have any follow-up question, what's the, if the best way to find you on, on social media and then also, you know, best way to reach out to you. Definitely. Um, LinkedIn for sure. If you want to connect on LinkedIn, uh, feel free. I've had a few people reach out and message me and, and look to connect. So, um, you know, look for me on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to reach out through team builder, it's my first name at teambuilder.com. Shoot me an email. Um, if you're someone that works with team builder and want to catch up about what I do there and what I could do for you, same thing, Tofi at teambuilder.com. Definitely. Well, I want to say thank you for, you know, coming on the podcast, talking sports science. Like I said, I've had a few strength conditioning coaches that come on and either really focus on uh, sports science or sort of, you know, dabble with it, but you're, you know, the first one that's purely a sports scientist and helping out strength coaches um, with team builders. So I, I think it was very resourceful and, you know, I'm sure we're going to have a ton of follow-up questions and we can reach out and do this again, but, you know, thank you for taking the time and uh, jumping on with us and, and sharing your path to where you are now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Really do. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. 
Attach perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.